sing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor! I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I have a, a scripture for you to start with today. I could say turn to this, but I'd be just having you turn for no reason. So anyway, we're going to talk today. We're, we're in the midst and the throes of missions conference. It's coming up here in the next few weeks, and uh, we are excited, looking forward to that. We have Brother Black's going to be with us, and uh, he's going to be preaching for us in our services, and we're looking forward to what the Lord's going to do over the course of those few days. But again, our missions conference, and as we move forward, obviously, it's important to understand what God's desire and His design is in reaching the world. And so, you know, we ask the question, what's He doing in the world in which we live? And that's a good question. And I want to try to understand it a little bit. I mean, we know that God is active in our lives. And we know that uh, what He's doing in our lives has a part in an even bigger picture and a bigger plan. So, you know, every one of us play a role. Every one of us play a part in that big picture. And so it's important to understand that. But So we don't always have all the answers, but we do know a few things. And we know that God's plans always include the world. It includes more than just you and it, just me. It includes the universe. It includes the world. It includes everything. God sees the big picture. You know, He doesn't just see the trees. He sees the forest. And uh, so I want to take just a few minutes today. And as we kick off our, our missions uh, month, you know, as we kind of move forward, we had a big day on the 4th of October, we would have spent time preaching in missions again and trying to prepare our hearts and minds for missions conference. We had a great year this year in missions, and we're still uh, making our way to that end, and the Lord blessed us with a tremendous amount of missions. We was excited about the number from last year, and everything's coming in on schedule, and we're excited about that, and uh, we certainly want God to do something again this year, very fresh and very new in our hearts and our lives, and so... Is this thing working today? Just want to make sure it's working. Okay, very good. And so, <clears throat> nonetheless, just want to make sure of that. So, uh, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. 
a matter of fact, I, I, I'm going to, let's see, turn to Genesis 1.1. Let's do that. Let's start right there, okay? Real simple, very simple passage. Gen, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that's a good place to start, right at the very beginning, right? Now, notice what it says here. So we're going to take some time. We're going to do a little studying today and, and see what happens. But we're going to see that God's word includes the world. His word does. In Genesis 1.1, we see here in the very beginning of all things, he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Right off the bat, we see God dealing with the world. It's important to him. Right in the word of God, he begins dealing with the world, the creation of the world. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If we take the time to look over at Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, at the very end of the Bible, we find it says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. So we see that God's dealing with the world. The world is a part of God's plan, and so his plan always includes the world. And in this case, his word includes the world as well. You can't hardly separate what God's doing from him and his word. Then also we note that God, that judgment, God's judgment includes the world. Look, if you will, in Genesis 6 there, since you're in Genesis, look at what it says right off the bat early on in the book of uh, Genesis. We're going to see that God's judgment is in place. Chapter 6, verse 5 through 7. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. It's pretty clear here that God's not happy with what he's created. Matter of fact, the Bible says that it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. That's a pretty pretty bold statement that's that's a sobering thought really it repented the lord that he had made man and so here we have the uh judgment that's going to take place we know that the uh, uh rain is going to fall 40 days 40 nights we understand that again that 40 being very important having to do with uh you know judgment and so forth we see that and so we've got god's judgment right off the bat very, at the very beginning of the bible there it starts off so the world has just been has just been uh Put into place and not long after it is we find judgment taking place and then obviously back in revelation chapter 20 again you probably know the passage chapter 20 verse 11 through 15 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and i saw the dead small and great stand before god and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, I'll tell you what, we have God's judgment again. At the very beginning, at the very end. So what we see is God's judgment includes the world. The world was judged early on. The world will be judged in the end. When you take God, you realize that God's plan always includes the world. Whether it's his, his uh, word, it includes the world. Whether it has to do with judgment, it includes the world. And may I say tonight, as we move forward today and as we get to our real subject matter, God's salvation includes the world. It, it includes the world. Uh, his salvation includes the world. And we see that uh, truth uh, demonstrated and shared with us in what we often call the Great Commission. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, who will turn to 28, 19, and 20 for me and read that? Brother, would, would, would you do that for me? Okay. And then uh, Mark 16, 15. Would you do that, brother? And then Luke chapter 24, 46 through 48. 24, 46 through 48. 
And then uh, last but not least, who will read quickly Acts 1-8 for me? 1-8. Okay, go ahead. All right, so let's go ahead and start in order. And uh, go ahead, brother. Mark sixteen fifteen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Luke twenty four, forty six through forty eight. Uh twenty four forty six through forty eight. Okay. All right, so last verse, Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is upon you. And you shall be witnesses to people in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. End of the world, into all the world, um, all nations. Um, right there at the last part, uttermost part of the earth. Again, God's plan includes the world, his, the plan of salvation. His, his uh, salvation includes the world. And, and so that's important, and that's, that's very valuable to us as believers today because if we're not careful, all we see is right here where we live. You know, me, mine, ours, right here, America, maybe our county, our, our city, possibly our, our little community. But the reality is, is that God's plan incorporates and includes the entire earth, the entire world. And, you know, we've got to be careful that our minds don't get shrunk down to the point where all we see is the few trees. We've got to try to see the whole and understand that God intends us and expects us to reach the world, to somehow make an impact in the world. And how do we do that? Well, we understand that we can go ourselves and we can make an impact as we travel around. But really, in reality, as a church, it behooves us, as was said earlier, to send others to go as well, to reach the far ends of the earth. Because in the end, we are still responsible as a local church to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, we know that God's salvation includes the world. It's obvious. It's very clear in those passages. But how did God take the gospel to the world? Because the world was reached with the gospel. It was reached. The whole world was reached with the gospel. And that's something that often is, mis mis uh, is missed, and, and yet it, it indeed happened. So how did God take it to the world? Well, let's do a little bit of a Bible study and kind of look through the book of Acts and find out how God took the Word of God to the entire world. Well, first of all, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Let's turn over there to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> we often refer to this as the day of Pentecost. And so does the Bible. That's a good reason to call it that. Chapter 2, verse 41. Notice what the Bible says there. It says, Then they that gladly...